0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the JRPG Report. In fact, this is episode 247, and my name is Dalton Suter, and we actually had a decent amount of news this week. Hooray! We didn't have to go bi-weekly this time. So let's go ahead and jump into it, shall we, with first. In Japan, Akiba's trip, undead and undressed, director's cut is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch, both physically and digitally, on April 20th. The downloadable content, Kite's Route, will also be available for the PlayStation 4 and PC versions of Occupus Trip Undead and Undressed on the same date. And it looks like the digital edition will cost $29.99. Or, uh, yeah, excuse me, twenty nine ninety nine, Sorry, read that wrong for a second. While the limited physical day one edition will be $39.99. The later or the latter excuse me will include a copy of the game, musical selection CDM, and a set of nine oversized art cards featuring original illustrations by various Japanese artists to commemorate the ten year anniversary since the release of the original title. Pre orders will begin shortly at Participating Retailers and the Xseed Games online store. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Akiba's Trip, um, here is a little overview for you. Updated from its original release, for a new generation, Akiba's trip, undead and undressed director's cut, places players in the role of Nanashi, an otaku mysteriously transformed into a vampire and thrust into a conspiracy of synthisters. Syneth- synesth- Ooh, that's hard to say. Synthisters. Plaguing the electronics mecha. Alongside a colorful cast of allies known as the Akiba Freedom Fighters, Nanashi must defend his fellow otaku from vampire predators, discovering that the best strategy to defeat them is to strip them of their bare essentials and expose them to the cleansing power of the sun. Featuring a fully voiced true ending route starring lovable maid Katie, the original side quests introducing more offbeat otaku denizens of Akihabara and an arsenal of new weapons and armor, Akiba's trip Undead and Undressed Director's Cut brings modern supernatural adventure for the Japanophile of discerning tastes. So that is out there if you are interested in that. And uh, rolling right along, the Fire Emblem Engage manga ad- adaptation has started serialization on Shonen Jump+. Plus. As reported, it uses the male version of Alir to tell its game story. You can read the entire first chapter for free on the Shonen Jump Plus website. Aside from the male version of Alir and Lumera, we see Marth, Fram, Clan, and Vander. It is unclear how faithful to the game the manga version will be, So far, the basic beats are the same, albeit in a slightly different order, but there are a lot of conversations between the characters, as well as between characters and the emblems, that the manga may give certain characters less screen time. Fire Emblem Engage is readily available on the Nintendo Switch, and the Fire Emblem Engage manga is available on Shonen Jump Plus. So, every once in a while, Square Enix drastically discounts certain games. Final Fantasy XIV's spring discount campaign just kicked off, meaning that both the original game and Endwalker are on sale. In each case, the titles are 50% off. This lasts for about two weeks until March 15th, 2023. As mentioned, there are basically two options for Final Fantasy XIV during the sale. One is being a way to get every, everyone at once, and the other is to just offer Endwalker. From there, it is possible to pick up different editions in order to potentially get additional in-game items. First, there's the Final Fantasy XIV Complete Edition as one option. This includes the base game and every expansion up through Endwalker. The base version is $29.99 instead of $59.99. The collector's edition of that, which is normally $139.99, is $69.99. This includes the game, its expansions, and every game and expansion's collector's edition editions. This applies to all versions of the game, though note that the Mac and PC versions are considered distinct separate purchases through Square Enix. With Endwalker, there are standard and collector editions options the standard copies are $19.99 rather than $39.99 and the $59.99 special edition is down to $29.99 the difference between these two collector's editions gives you an Aryan mount a death scythe weapon and a wind-up porum minion Which I actually did just get this and get back into Final Fantasy XIV recently. It's been a lot of fun, to be honest with you. I've been uh, been having a good time. Final Fantasy XIV and its Inwalker expansion are available for the PS4, PS5, and PC. And the spring discount campaign sale will run until March 15th, 2023. There will be a panel for the game at PAX East 2023. And while on the subject of Final Fantasy XIV... Square Enix has announced the release date for patch 6.35 of Final Fantasy XIV. It will come out on March 7th, 2023. The patch marks the midway point for the Endwalker expansion. Uh, With patch 6.35, it also comes the latest deep dungeon, Eureka Orthos, the new Hildebrand side quests, Leporet tribal quests, new Manderville weapon enhancements, and a new Bunny Ears emote. Eureka Orthos is the third deep dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV, and the first one since Heaven on High, which was included in the Stormblood expansion. The theme song used for Eureka Orthos is the Binding Coil of Bahamut. The setting of Eureka Orthos is the Laboratories of the Elegant Empire, and its entrance is located in the Eight Sentinels in Mordona. The Leporet tribal quests will also be implemented in this patch. Leporets also played a role during the Omicron tribal quests introduced in patch (coughs) 6.25. The reward for completing Leporet tribal quests will be an adorable bunny ears emote, and you can check out the new emote in this article, which I did retweet. A new episode in the Hildebrand series of quests is also on the way. In this new entry, Inspector Hildebrand and his allies continue searching for Master Poo-Poo's extraterrestrial companions. New Manderville quests allow players to discover new weapons and further enhance their arsenal. Additionally, a new legendary craftsman provides new tool enhancement quests. So Final Fantasy XIV is immediately available for the PS4, PS5, and PC. Patch 6.35 comes out on March 7th, 2023, and you can check out more details about it on the Lodestone site. So some interesting news coming out of Japan, which may or may not mean something for us eventually. Um, Neon Falcom selected publisher NIS America as its partner for more than just English localization, apparently. Uh, NIS America has officially released The Legend of Heroes Kiro no Kiseki on PC edition in Japan. The announcement went out through its PR channels that publicly, or, and publicly via the NIS social media accounts. The game is available on Steam. It should be emphasized that this is the Japanese language edition of The Legend of Heroes Kiranokaseki on PC. It does not have support for any other language. Overall, the situation is similar to that of NIS America publishing The Legend of Nayuda Boundless Trails on PC, where the Japanese edition will come out first with the English localization patched in when it's ready. The PC edition of Kiranokaseki was developed by NIS America and PH3 Studio, or the studio that founded by famous PC software modder Pete Durante Tom. In a Steam blog, Toman wrote about some of the features of the port. According to Toman, PH3 employed a lot of newly established infrastructure to work on the project, including capacity for asset compression and platform handling. He also wrote in the blog and a part to explain why the game will appear to use a lot of the player's PC memory. Typically, PC users are trained to see high levels of memory usage in some games as a warning sign of a memory leak. Memory leaks are bad because they mean that a game or program uses more system resources than it would need to. This insufficiency can lead to instability or poor performance. Tillman explained that Kuro no Koseki on PC is by default set to use up to 80% of available system memory to speed up loading times. The automatic behavior is intended though. Users who dislike it can toggle it off in the settings menu. <coughs> Other features for this edition of the game include support for wide or excuse me, support for ultra wide resolutions, Steam Deck optimization, high frame rate support, field of view customization, various graphical tweaks like shadow resolution, Sub and super sampling, draw distance adjustment and more, a real-time in-game graphics option preview, and full support for keyboard and mouse controls. The Japanese PC edition of The Legend of Heroes Kiro no Kiseki is available via Steam, and the Japanese PS4 edition launched in September of 2021. NIS America has not yet announced a release window for the English localization for the game. <clears throat> and in a bit of bummer news, at the very last minute, Atlus has cancelled its Nintendo 3DS final sale on digital games. The, scale, the sale was supposed to take place on March 2nd, 2023 in Japan. However, on March 1st, 2023, Atlas announced that it would no longer happen, and it did not state a reason in its announcement. During the sale, customers would have been able to purchase Atlas games for the 3DS for 1,000 yen, that would have been around seven thirty-five, like you know, seven dollars thirty-five cents a game. The international eShop also shows that uh, these games available for their regular prices rather than a discounted one games that would have been available for, che- available for cheap included the Etrian Odyssey titles, Persona Q games, Shin Megami Tensei games, and Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. The translated message on Atlas's website merely stated that it suspended the stale- sale for a variety of reasons. It apologized to customers for the trouble and asked for their understanding. The Nintendo 3DS final sale from Atlas would have ran March 2nd to 28th, 2023. As a reminder, the eShop for the 3DS and the Wii U will close down on March 27th, 2023. This simply means that you cannot purchase new games or DLC. However, if you own a license for the game, you can still re-download it at any time. For example, if you want to buy Shin Megami Tensei 4 in April 2023, you cannot. But if you had bought it when it first came out and then deleted it, you can download it again because you'll have the license to do so. And speaking of Atlas, Atlas has announced a new event to commemorate the 30th anniversary of Shin Megami Tensei series, in japan some of the attractions include uh, included in the event include a live stage performance from music of the series uh the sale of original goods including reprints of some items and the exhibition with artwork of the series in addition atlas shared special artwork created to celebrate the anniversary the event will be held may 5th and 6th 2023 at kt zepp yokohama you can check out the original artwork featuring all six protagonists from the shin megami tensei series in more detail here which is this article that i retweeted for the live stage performance the band Laid Back Devil will offer will offer man I cannot talk today I apologize listeners will offer original arrangements of iconic tracks from all numeric entries in the Shin Megami Tensei series from the original SMT from Super Famicom to the latest SMT5 Chiaki Matsuzawa and Mafia Kajita will be hosting the event and in addition performances and talks will be held through the event focusing on SMT3 Nocturne on day 1 and SMT5 for day 2 the Shin Megami Tensei 30th Anniversary Thanksgiving event celebrating the series games will be held May 5th, 6th, 2023 at KT Zepp Yokohama. So we got some uh, some a block of Final Fantasy 16 news here. Japanese outlet Famitsu recently talked with Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida and director Hiroshi Takai and combat director Ryoto Suzuki on how long it would take to beat the game and the content included. The main story will take roughly 35 hours to complete. And overall, the total will be about double the amount when all the side content is included. The main Final Fantasy 16 story will include 11 hours of cutscenes. Director Takai declared in the interview that completing the game, or excuse me, completing the main story of Final Fantasy 16 will take players around 35 hours to beat. Meanwhile, Yoshida added that finishing it with a 100% completion and seeing all the cutscenes might take between 70 to 80 hours. While the length of the main story was initially expected to last around 20 hours, this number has increased during development. With the inclusion of side content, the average length it might take the player to complete Final Fantasy 16 eventually grew longer. And the developers also said that Final Fantasy 16 will include 11 hours of cutscenes. That number doesn't include cutscenes included in the side quests and other events unrelated to the main story. So the total number of cutscene time will be higher than that. In addition... Yoshida talked about the strict schedule the development team has been working under, saying the team has been working to death in order to get the game finished by summer 2023. Final Fantasy 16 will launch for the PS5 on June 22nd, 2023, and after a six-month exclusivity period, it might, might appear on PC. And now that uh, <clears throat> the release date is drawing nearer for it, various pre-order bonuses are showing up. Three retailers have announced that items that they will offer, if you go to Best Buy, GameStop, or Target, you could get extra items. This is in addition to the already announced DLC that comes as a pre-order bonus with all editions of the game. The pre-order Final Fantasy 16 bonus at Best Buy is a steel bookcase. It features a monochrome cover with Clive Rossfield's face and the Roman numerals 16 superimposed over it. At GameStop, people get a set of six The Realms of Valestia patches. Each one looks like one of the flags in the nations in the game. These are a while supplies last item, and people get them when they get their game. In the image below, the Grand Duchy of Rosaria, Holy Empire of Sambrek, and the Kingdom of Waload appear in the upper row, and the second row has the Dalmokian Republic, Iron Kingdom, and the Crystalline Dominion patches. And finally, Target's pre-order bonus involves a $10 gift card for the store. <laughs> As for the common pre-order bonuses, there are two for Final Fantasy 16. One is a Kate Sith charm, which makes the party earn more gil, and people also get a Braveheart sword for Clive to wield. Final Fantasy 16 will come out to the PS5 on June 22nd, 2023, and there will be a six-month exclusivity period, like was stated before. Now, according to an interview with 4Gamer, the demo for Final Fantasy 16 will go live in about two weeks, or excuse me, will go live about two weeks before the game's release. Yoshida, the director for Final Fantasy Sixteen, described what parts of the game the demo will encompass. You'll be able to gain experience with the game for about two hours of it before its official launch. The demo will cover the first two hours of the game. Right when a, quote, shocking event happens, it will say something like, check out the rest in the full game. Then the logo for Final Fantasy 16 appears. Apparently, because you will not have full access to all of your abilities in the action sequences, Ryota Suzuki's expressed worry. A selling point of Final Fantasy XVI is its action, but people will not see it in its entirety in the demo. However, Yoshida stated that two weeks before the game's launch is a good time window. Because the demo will end after or at an exciting cliffhanger, it will likely entice players to go and purchase the game. As well, if the demo comes out too early, then it may cause players to start to lose interest. Final Fantasy 16 will be the latest entry in Square's long-running Final Fantasy series. It takes place in Valistia, which is in which six nations with magical crystals and human dominance are involved in a war. The focus is on Clive Rossfield, who embarks on a journey for revenge after he sees the Icon Ifrit destroy his kingdom final fantasy 16 out on june 22nd 2023 for ps5 <clears throat> now here's one that i thought was kind of interesting that came in from yoshida as well and this is the last thing we got from final fantasy 16 this week i promise <clears throat> while there has been a deluge of final fantasy 16 news and impressions today one interview in question between australian youtuber Skillup up and final fantasy 16's director yoshida has been making waves specifically for his take on the term jrpg and how some developers at square enix not only dislike the label, but even consider some instances of its usage discriminatory. Following up on a comment that Yoshida made during the QA section of his session about how the action game genre has advanced and become the norm, Skillup asked if he thought that the JRPG genre hadn't advanced in the same way. By Skillup's own admission, he hadn't known that he would be stepping on a bit of a landmine with his question. <laughs> Interpreting for Yoshida, Final Fantasy XIV and XVI translation lead, Koji Fox shared that the development team does not develop games with a thought process that they are, quote, JRPGs, just RPGs. Then they go a step further by saying that the term itself is purely a distinction that they feel has become used exclusively by Western media, rather than any users or media in Japan. Even worse, the term itself seems to strike a nerve with some members of the development team due to the associations with how the term has been used in the past. "This uh, This is going to depend on who you ask, he specified, but there was a time when this term first appeared 15 years ago, And for us as developers, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term. The suggestion is that at the time, the term JRPG was used to silo off Japanese RPGs from other RPGs from the West, often to negative effect. Furthermore, Yoshida and team don't set out to create a game that fits the more narrow definition of a JRPG. They want to make broad RPGs in line with all the rest of the wider genre. Skillup notes that Yoshida was quick to acknowledge that nowadays the usage of the term has been far more positive, but that also... But also that he feels that there are still a lot of developers in Japan that remember feeling that the terminology itself was overly restricting and triggers bad feelings for those that were around when the term was first coined. We were going to create an RPG, but to be compartmentalized, they felt was discriminatory. Koji Fox notes, interpreting for Yoshida. Naturally, hearing a director from a major developer from Japan making these statements makes one wonder exactly how widespread this thought process is. It gives me some pause about how I may have played into the same stereotypes in the past, even if I unknowingly, even the official PlayStation website and store buys into categorizing a certain type of RPG as JRPGs. It is definitely food for thought as we await Final Fantasy 16's release when it launches on PlayStation 5 in June 2023. So that was by, um, and I'm, I might mess up your name, James Galizio on RPG site. And I just thought that was very interesting, man, because, I mean, obviously the name of the show... The JRPG report, and to know that 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 bothers some people over there, Huh. that's uh it's an interesting. I'll be keeping an eye on that and seeing, you know, seeing what's up with that. But I can kind of feel for them. you know. If you, it's never fun to be typecast into like a specific, you know, role or whatever. All right, I feel like we might have talked about this already, <clears throat> but it got updated, so I'm going to talk about it again. Xseed Games has announced that Trinity Trigger will launch on April 25th in North America for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. The publisher also announced a newly revealed PC version for Steam and GOG, which will launch on the same day. Yesterday, Marvelous Entertainment announced a May 16th date for those in Europe. While Marvelous didn't reveal a PC version at the time, a newly uploaded trailer includes the Steam logo. Trailers and announcements for both XSeed Games and Marvelous Europe can be found on their respective YouTube channels. Trinity Trigger is an action RPG inspired by 90s classics featuring three playable characters and eight weapon types that can be changed on the fly. So yeah, that's cool. It's coming out for everybody now. That's That should be fun. And then this is quite the long article, but I do just want to say to everyone that they are prepping and beginning an outline for Tokyo Game Show 2023. Uh, it'll run from Thursday September 21st to Sunday September 24th at Makuhari Mesa yeah so we're gonna be uh, I'm gonna look, be looking out for that because you know that's when we get a lot of our good news a lot of our good news <laughs> all right and at magic 2023 Hironobu Sakaguchi the father of the Final Fantasy series stated that he would be interested in a PC release and sequel of Fantasian however there is no concrete confirmation as of yet in regards to either Sakaguchi's comments indicate an interest in and continuing to expand on Fantasian. The full quote from the article translated from Sakaguchi in regards to Fantasian is, There are a lot of fans who want to see it on Windows, as well as lots of questions in regarding a sequel. I wish to continue to do my best and work on it. Fantasian is a title that I still want people to experience. There is no hard commitment or promises in his statement, and it is unclear what has to happen, or what is happening, behind the scenes, at Mistwalker in regards to the game. Fantasian came out in 2021 for Apple Arcade and Hironobu Sakaguchi created it and Nobu Uematsu was the composer. It has a unique diorama style as well as aiming mechanics for attacks. It focuses on an amnesiac boy named Leo in an alternate universe. There are two parts to the game and does not feature any microtransactions. At the time of writing, Fantasian is only available via Apple Arcade despite Sakaguchi's interest in a PC port. And to wrap things up today... We have some Pokemon news like Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Scarlet, and Violet DLC is on the way in the form of an expansion pass. The Pokemon Company International revealed the additional content during the February 27th, 2023 Pokemon Presents. The presentation offered a first look at what people can expect from these two additional add-ons, the Teal Mask and the Indigo Disc. People can expect, uh, let's see, No, there are also new Paradox Pokemon coming in a new terror Raid today. The first Pokemon Scarlet DLC will be the Teal Mask in Fall 2023, and this involves going on a school trip to Kitakame, and it introduces the Ogre Pond Pokemon. The second is the Indigo Disc in Winter 2023 that adds Terapagos as a new Pokemon, and both will mark the appearance of returning Pokemon in the game. People who pre-order will get a new uniform set of outfits for avatars, and people will also get a Hisuian Zorark as an early purchase bonus that they buy the expansion pass by October 31st, 2023. It will know happy hour, have a charismatic mark, and be a dark Terra type. Ahead of the announcement for the add-on, there was already a hint that something like this could happen. Even after completing all activities in Paldea, there is still an unaccounted for portion of the map. <clears throat> in addition, the new Terra raid battle event will appear on Pokemon Day. Walking Wake, a water type uh, water Terra type, and Iron Leaves, a psychic Terra type, will appear. Normally, Walking Wake is Suicune, Water Dragon Paradox in Pokemon, while Iron Leaves is a Grass Psychic type, Verizon. Iron Leaves will only be found in Violet, while Walking Wake will be in Scarlet. Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home support is also on the way for both games. When Pokemon Go support ar- arrives, people can share postcards from the game for the new Gimmagool form. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are available for the Nintendo Switch, and the DLC Expansion Pass will be out in 2023. Well, let me go ahead and say I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in this week. If you would like to check us out over on the Facebook, it is facebook.com slash JRPG Report. If you would like to find us on Twitter, it's just at JRPG Report. If you want to support the show, which would mean a heck of a lot to me, especially with them cutting hours recently at work, patreon.com slash JRPG Report would mean the world. And you can be you can have your name read on each and every episode, like these wonderful people jake w jordan k kularian and master loot you guys rock and if you would also like to check me out you can check out the steam machine podcast which is a bi-weekly show that i do with two of my best friends and we just play through the games in our backlog and chat about them see what's up you know so i hope you all have a had a wonderful week enjoy the heck out of this weekend and make the next week rock and please do not forget to get back out there and level up